we are continuing on the subject of um, incubating your expectations for 2020, incubating your expectation. This is an intentional practice, something that you are doing in order to cause the growth and the development of the vision on the inside of you. Uh, we've said that it is our year of the quantum leap, where a quantum leap can be described as a significant, a sudden but significant breakthrough that advances a person's position on the earth uh, beyond human imagination. So it's a sudden, dramatic, or significant breakthrough. And why it's a breakthrough? It's that it takes you beyond uh, human imagination. That it breaks that ceiling, and something happens in your life that startles people. And that's why we can't see. We use the word dramatic. In other words, people observing it uh, are in amazement or in awe as to what they have experienced. And we then said also on Sunday that you get better results at anything that you're doing. So if we say that it's a year where you are going to get multiple forms of certain things, then we've got to understand that outcomes only change because there is a more knowledgeable approach so the things that you are doing, which are basically the same. In other words, basically what you are doing is what you have been doing in the sense of you've been praying and you are still praying. You've been studying the word of God. You're still studying the word of God. You are rejoicing. You are praising God, everything that you're doing. But now you have a more knowledgeable approach to those things and the things that you set out to do. And so we talked about being more knowledgeable, all right, is um, cultivating the practice of incubating on your dreams there. And we said incubation is the time period between when a person chooses to host or accept that a thought, vision, dream, an idea is going to come to pass through them. And so they host, they act as a host of that particular idea and thought. And when it matures to the point where the symptoms now begin to show or the signs begin to show. So the idea and the thought matures on the inside. And then after some time, they begin to show on the outside. And we said First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 15 described this when Paul told Timothy, meditate upon these things, give yourself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear unto all. So while or prior to it appearing there, you are, there are certain activities that you are carrying out. It's described as meditating upon those things and giving yourself wholly to those things until they appear on the outside. Meditating and giving yourself wholly to them until they appear on the outside. So it's not your own business there. Once something develops on the inner side of you, to a certain point, it must begin to break out in the natural world. Events must begin to happen that conforms to that particular vision on the inside of you. The effort that is required on your own part is not to try to produce the sign on the outside, but to focus on what you've been instructed to do. In other words, to meditate upon it, to give yourself wholly to it within, and when it gets to a certain point. So 
it's not for you to try to cause water to come out of a cup or of a glass. What you have to do is to pour water into that glass. And if you keep doing that, after some time, right, it will get filled and then it begins to come on the outside. Uh, so it is not our own business to so try to bring about a manifestation. It is our business to focus on meditating and giving ourselves wholly to those things. That is, when we describe the incubation, it's like the hen that broods over, all right, or sits on its eggs. If the hen at any point tries to assist the chick to come out of that egg there, all right, by using its beak to crack the eggshell and to assist it in coming out or to make it easier trying to do something, it will destroy the entire process and that chick will be exposed prematurely and will die. And even if it's done probably at the final minutes there, right, where the chick will no longer die, that chick will lose the ability to do certain things because it needs to exercise itself internally to develop the capacity to function once it breaks out of that particular shell. So what is important is not you trying to organize things on the outside. What is important is that you obey what is said. Meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly unto them until, as the scripture says, thy profiting then appears unto all. So you give yourself fully, all right, to it until your profiting, as the scripture says there, appears. So you focus on what you are supposed to focus on which is meditating. Now, many times, many people focus on the wrong things. In other words, they are trying to do the activities on the outside, all right? What they're supposed to do is to focus, for the kingdom of God is on the inside of you, and God is at work in you, both for you to will and to do of his own good pleasure. It says the kingdom of God is as if a man will cast seed to the ground. That's what he should do, to cast seed. The word cast is the same word, all right, that is used to cast out a devil. It's to dig, all right, there's force that is involved in putting it in. It says, and when he's done that, he's done his own work. Then he will sleep and rise, and the seed shall spring forth and grow. He knoweth not how. And then the next scripture says, for the earth by itself will cause what has been sown on the inner side of it to come forth. So things have been sown on the inside of you, all right, that are coming forth and springing forth in your life, uh, all right? And so you want to change what is coming out because whatever is sown into the earth, whether good or bad, we saw this on Sunday, Jesus said a good man out of the good treasure of his heart will bring forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure he has stored in his heart will bring forth evil things. So the principle remains the same. The human heart is just a conduit. Now we have the power to change what is on the outside by deliberately and intentionally sowing the right seeds on the inside. Now that we understand the principle and we understand the kingdom of God, that is, it lies on the inside, you can deliberately now today begin to sow powerful seeds to your future. And that's beginning to use words there that are powerful, that describe events that will bring about quantum leaps, which is sudden but dramatic breakthroughs in your life. So we spoke about that. And we got to the point where we talked about the fact that these things proceed out of the heart of a person. Now this evening, I want to speak about something, part of this process. Uh, and part of this process is praying here, which means part of the process of incubating upon your vision is actually prayer. Uh, so once uh, something, this, what is going on on the inside to develop, incubation is what you are doing within yourself to cause that vision to grow and to develop until it begins to appear and the signs begin to show. 
So we've said, yours is to develop it till it gets in your heart in abundant measure, and then it will spill out, and there is no force on the earth that can stop that from happening. For the Lord says, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, will bring forth good things, for out of the abundance of the heart, which means once something is in the heart in abundant measure, then it is going to be brought forth into the life of that person. It is a law, all right, which means negative things happen that way and, and powerful positive things happen that way. Uh, so what has happened is most people live in the zone of common sense, which means what is common to people, which is what is rational. So somebody says something that is beyond that which is rational, and you look at the person, which means that our heart is not programmed to accept that that kind of event can come to pass in the lives of people. So somebody says, in six months I'll be here, and your heart finds it difficult to agree with that person, and that's because your heart is only conditioned to accept, all right, and to expect things that are normal, things that follow what we call common sense, which is what is common to every person. And so people that have that kind of right of, of breakthrough experience have that breakthrough consciousness there. They talk, all right, big. They expect powerful things to happen into the life of a person. They expect ownership, all right? They come into a person's house. That person is renting the house where they were. They tell the person, have you thought about buying this house? They say, what do you mean have I thought about? I don't have a sense. Have you thought? Begin to consider ownership. I'm wondering, what are you saying? This is all I am. Because that's the way they understand that the law of breakthrough, all right, it will not be called the breakthrough if the conditions around supported that particular vision. They understand it, how it actually works. So we're talking about part of the process is praying. And this is all internal activity. As, as Jesus said, a person who prays in secret shall be rewarded openly. So this is activity that is going on inside your own heart. So pray, praying, all right, is part of the process. And I want to show today how the answers to prayer contribute. And it's through the answers to prayer that you actually feed that vision on the inside of you and cause it to grow, right? You actually feed that vision on the inside and cause it to grow. So what we expect is that every single person right, has what, we'll see it here, things that they're reaching for this year that are beyond the ordinary. And so want to understand how the process here of praying. James chapter 4 and verse 2 tells us from starting from verse 2, James chapter 4 from verse 2, you lost and have not, and you kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. He said, you fight and war, and have not. Uh, so there is something on the inside of people yearning for expression. And it's that thing on the inside that is yearning for expression that if it's not properly channeled to God, then creates a lot of chaos on the earth. It could even be things, dreams on the inside that are legitimate that now, all right, the method through which people want it to happen is what is wrong. Because he says, yet you have not. Because you ask not. And then he goes on and says, you ask and receive because you ask and meet to consume it. So the starting point is that take that particular thing to God in prayer to ask him. Now what we've got to understand is, in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9, it says this, Proverbs 16 and 9, a man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. So it is a man's heart that devises the way of that man. So where you are going to is inside your heart. The dream is inside your heart. It is the yearning that is on the inside of you. Let me tell you why people give up on the dream and not even allow the dream to breathe and to even come out because the dream is beyond the ordinary and they don't see how that dream is going to happen. 
So what happens is, they just give up on the dream and suppress it, but it's there. And some people trying to actualize the dream, they now try to grab from people. In other words, the person who is stealing, all right, and the person who is creating ideas and innovating to bring about products and, all right, services through which they will grow and increase, right, their wealth on the earth, and the person that is stealing is the same substance that is on the inside of them, which means it is the desire that God placed in man for growth, all right, for multiplication, for dominion. It's just that one person, all right, instead of that person going about it, the right way, the person said, the way I'm going to get my own increase is to deprive, all right, somebody else of their own what they have. So they went, but it's the same thing. They asked one of the heads of the mafia family in America, what led you to crime? Necessity. Uh, you go out there, you ask somebody, a woman, why are you into prostitution? It's not that she wants to, it's her, it's her dream. It's because, right, she tells you a story that, you know, my mother was ill and all of that, and I needed money, and the only way, so it is the same reason why somebody goes about their legitimate activities on the earth. That is what also is, is just that it is channeled wrongly. So it is important right, that you channel that vision, don't suppress it, take it to God, because the Bible says it is in the heart of a man to devise his way. That dream is there, but then it tells us it is God that will direct his steps. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all of thy ways, acknowledge him. And he says, and he will direct your steps. So it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. What will he do? Direct your steps. So it's your ways there. Bring it to God, and God will direct your steps. So Proverbs 16, we saw there, and verse 9, it says, Proverbs 16, a man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth the steps of that man. So what's the dream that is there? That's why Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire, the dream that is on the inside of you. Now we are saying that, listen, you are not talking to anybody first about this dream. And I want you to say, you're not announcing this dream, all right, to anybody. So you're afraid if I tell somebody that's my dream, all right, then, you know, people will look at me and say, I can't think like, who are you? I know that you're not telling anybody about your dream. What you are doing is taking the dream to God. Are you following what I'm saying here? Which means that the dream is hidden on the inside of you until it matures to the point where then the signs begin to come on the outside. By the time the signs are coming on the outside and people begin to see signs in your life and begin to see relationships that are forming, if you mention it to them that that's what, you know, and people say, oh, yeah, 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 you can get that done. But you've spent time, right, just you and God on that particular thing. So the starting point is between you and God. So it's not about telling anybody. It's not about announcing it to anybody. It's not about anything. Take it, and that's why people feel premature exposure. Take it, first of all, to God in prayer. And I'll show you what God will do here. Take it to him in prayer. And he says, and ask, all right, for that particular thing. Ask, right, for it. It helps us in the book of Philippians chapter 6. Now, we know the scripture. It says this. Philippians 4, 6, right? Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Then finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, if there be any good reports, if there be any virtue, any praise, think on these things. So he's talking about prayer, all right? Then he's talking about the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Then he's talking about you, all right, which guards your heart. Then he's talking about you thinking during that period or meditating upon, all right, things that support that particular thing. Now, so if you put up the Amplified, now I want to start teaching, and I want to show you what's going on here. Put up the Amplified of Philippians 4 and verse 6 here. He said, now, listen to what he said here. And it's the same thing Jesus said. He, Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. All right? That word ask in Greek, he says, all right, ask and keep asking and you shall receive. 
Seek and keep seeking, and you shall find. Knock and keep knocking, and the door shall be opened. Which means he talked about persistence, right, in the place of prayer. Continuity in prayer. So Paul spoke about the fact that that's why you go up with thanksgiving. As Father, I thank you, all right, uh, for these things. And then you enter into the place of praying, right, about it. We've explained this. I talked about this on Sunday. Let me go over it again. When did God, all right, prayer is not when God decides to give you something. You've got to understand prayer. It's not when God decides to give you something because you have already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God decided to give you his divine power hath given unto us. Not is going to give, hath given. It's in past tense. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that called us unto glory and virtue whereby are given unto us. Given, all right? So God's power gave it to us at resurrection. It transferred ownership to us. Right? Every spiritual blessing, the unsearchable riches of Christ, were given unto us. Now, I've explained this before. A person goes to work for a company. All right? So they want to show you the capacity of that company. They take you around, and then they take you to a warehouse, and then they say, listen, you know, everything anybody will need in this company is stored within this warehouse. They show you all the tools you need, spare parts, all kinds of things there. And then they tell you that if you ever have any need, don't just focus on your work, because if you ever have any need, all you have to do on your desk there is to send an email, and that email will be a sign that you are making a demand on what we have placed inside this warehouse, and whatever you send in that email, which is the request that you make known to us, we will bring it to your desk, and you'll have it. So God blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. And so as we go through life, as just like walking on your desk, from time to time, all right, you'll come into what is called a succession of needs. And this needs here is just, all right, an opportunity to demonstrate to humanity the unsearchable riches that are in Jesus Christ. So what you do as a person is you are not threatened by the needs, which is what God told Paul. My grace is sufficient for you. Grace is there for you. Don't get threatened. He said, in your weakness shall my strength be made perfect. Anywhere there is, all right, anywhere. And I was joking with them. There's a, a pro, an African proverb that says 10 kings, 10 seasons, so you know that God is the only one who is God. All right, which means that you go from day when you are the champion to night when you know your humanity, then go back into a day season, then at night God humbles you so you know you are a man. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Because if you stay on top throughout, after some time you think you are God, it will enter into your heart. So you enter into a place where you know your weakness, you know your frailty as a human being, you turn to dependence, complete upon God, he pours out his grace, you fulfill that, you demonstrate that to people, the power of God, then you enter into another situation where there's a need. So when you get to that point, prayer comes in. Prayer is not what is going to make God now put things in the storehouse. God has already put them because he knows what you are going to go through. Prayer is you now sending a message saying, I want to receive this particular aspect of what is in the storehouse into my life at this particular point in time. That's why it says, make your request known unto God. So it's not in general terms, it's in specific terms there when it talks about a petition. A prayer that is called a petition is where you make known to God a definite request there. So if you put up the amplified, now I want to show you what happens here. Okay, because you just said pray. All right, ask and keep asking. It says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Right, which because it's in the storehouse. But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer, the word prayer there means worship. Okay? I said, I've started teaching now, worship. And petition, which is definite requests. In other words, what are you asking for? Definite requests. With thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known unto God. Now, the reason why it says, stay in the place of prayer because he's trying to say something until something happens then the next verse it says and god's peace shall be yours in other words when you are praying about something you have not received the answer to that prayer in your heart until you have a peace that passes all understanding on that thing
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you. That's where society got the three arms of government from. The judiciary, the legislative arm, which makes the laws. That's where they got into when they were reading the Bible. That's why you've got to understand we're coming to the, you, you, the system of government we have came from the Bible. So don't say that the Bible cannot be, cannot be made practical because this is judiciary this is where they got it from. That's when they were Western civilization from the Judeo-Christian faith. This is where they got it from. The Lord is our judge. So they knew in the government of God, there is judiciary. In the government of God, there is legislative arm. All right? And in the government of God, there is king, which is the executive arm. Now, if you think about it well, I wrote this before, uh, all right, social media, and it's true. If you think about it, the strongest arm of that government is judge, is judiciary. All right, that is why, don't we hear today now, the judiciary, king is executive. The judiciary can sack the executive. One, bam, bravo, you are out. After all your wahala of campaign and everything, the judge say, but according to how we see the law, not how you know the law, this is our interpretation, everything is gone. A president can be sacked by the judiciary. Even under military era, you can cancel the legislative arm. You can cancel, all right, but you cannot remove judiciary. You remove judiciary, society collapses. The law is not a joke. That's why Lawyers call himself Leonard Colley, because it's not, you don't joke with law. That's why even before there was king, before God gave laws, Moses was told there has to be a system of judgment. If people are angry, you must have a way of resolving crisis, which means you have to appoint judges in the system to listen, because where there's a, there will be chaos. All right? That's why there's no corruption inside the country until judiciary. Once the judiciary is gone, okay? That's why investors will look at you. If the judiciary doesn't, doesn't sit, they'll tell you, we are not bringing money into this place. All right? Because if you cannot get justice there, then leave it. Because no matter what they do here, you must be able to get justice. All right? So you can get justice here so people can take a whole government to court. And they'll be fighting the government there and take the government to court. Right? And the judge there says an entire army with all their guns and sophisticated weapons, you have the man just does, bam! Supreme Court, what you did is illegal. Return, that's the end. Right? So the judge there is when you approach God in prayer. Now, when you go to him in prayer as your judge, and that's the righteousness, then God answers your prayer by giving you his word, which is the lawgiver, right? He gives you his word. When you receive that word and you start rejoicing as though it's fulfilled, then his kingly anointing comes out, and he goes into battle to bring about the fulfillment of that particular thing. So David said, I waited patiently for the Lord. He went to meet him as his judge, and then he gave him his word, and then he said, he put a new song in my mouth. So the order is, I go to him, I receive his word, I rejoice in that, and then I bring about a right manifestation on the outside. So you go to God in prayer, he starts communicating his thoughts to you. Now how do you get these thoughts? Right? From God. That's what he wants to communicate. Uh, you go to him in prayer. You start praying about things. I'm praying about things. 
and praying them. And what God wants to do is now get to my word. All right? Uh, get to my word. Uh, because it's from my word. You are going to, it's inside the word. You are going to find this there. Isaiah 26 verse 3. It says, in perfect peace. All right, whose mind is stayed. I will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed because he trusteth in thee. So a man who is trusting, he says, I will keep him in perfect peace. Uh, that's where Paul got it from. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Uh, to, to be spiritual minded means to mind the things of the Spirit. Means to mind the things. Put your mind on the things that the Spirit of God is showing you. So once you go up to God in prayer, God says, I will answer that prayer by giving you my thoughts. Now, my thoughts. So the conversation starts on the inside between you and God. All right? Now, you are growing something within yourself. So what you do here is you go there and then you open the word of God. And you start reading the word of God. And what the word of God will do to you or for you when you begin to break through in prayer is that the word of God starts speaking to you directly about the situation you have brought up to God in prayer. The scriptures start talking to you and starts ministering in detail to you, right, about the decisions you are supposed to take. The word of God starts speaking to you. Now, let me say this here. Satan has really very little problem with a prayerful Christian who doesn't read the Bible. He knows you are not going to get the answer to it. You can fast pray. If you don't open the word of God, Satan is okay. If what you do is you wake up in the morning, you quickly pray, 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 pray and then you rush out and you don't touch the Bible. And the only time you open the Bible on Sunday is when you want to read the Bible when they're preaching. Satan is happy. I say, oh boy, we have this one. It's the person who prays. Now, if you're just reading the Bible just for the sake of a scholastic exercise so you can say, I know scripture, I know this, I've read it, then it's okay with that because that's not revelation. Revelation is when a person takes something up to God in prayer and says, talk to me about this thing so that I know what I am supposed to do, that I have your thoughts concerning this particular thing. This is what Satan blocks and when, all right, when a person prays to God about something, you open the Bible, if you read the Bible and keep reading the Bible for days, and you are not getting anything from the Word of God, then that means that you have not successfully prayed that particular thing through. Because if you've, succeed, if you've been successful in the place of prayer there, and you break through in prayer, the result is the Word of God talks to you. So if you open the Bible and say, well, this Bible is not saying anything to me. I've read it for one week, I can't hear anything. It means that all right? You haven't. It was E.M. Bounds that said, to have prayed well is to have studied well. In other words, if you pray successfully, your time of Bible reading will be a time of the ministry of the Word of God, where the Word of God will minister. Just like I showed you how they got the three systems of government for me. It will speak to you about even how to organize things in detail. It starts talking to you. And that's what Satan wants to do, the God of this world that blinds the minds of people. So that they can't come to the point where they believe. Which means they've not accessed the thoughts of God concerning that thing. So they can't come to the point where they're persuaded inside their heart that what they know to be God's will will come to pass within their lives. Right? So you go there in prayer with thanksgiving. And pray. Alright? And push through in prayer. Then open up the word of God. And start reading the word of God concerning. And after some time, the word starts talking to you. When the Bible starts talking to you about that thing, you are made. Once the Bible starts speaking in specific terms to you about it, you are made. It's one thing for you to say, well, I'm just healed by the stripes of Jesus. Another thing for you to say, there is this particular condition. And you see all the people, patriarchs that prayed. They came to his guy, he wasn't just quoting anything. They came to meet him, he took the letter, spread it before God. And God communicated to him through a prophet, and spoke about that situation. He didn't say, well, because we prayed when um, Senator Caribe came here, the next time, all right, the ailment came, we, you know, we, and, no, 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 they went again to God in the place of prayer. 
and took it specific. So if ink finishes, you request for ink, all right? If paper finishes, you make a request, a demand. Same thing, you send an email making a demand. So you go into the place of prayer and God reveals, he starts again revealing his thoughts to you. And then you open the word and the word starts. That's why it says, when you shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. So when you turn to the Lord about something, the Lord removes the veil of his word concerning that thing. You start seeing it in the scripture. He begins to speak to you. Starts ministry. Right? In fact, it says, blessed are they that wait for me. The word blessed there means they will be blessed with peace that wait for me. The suggestion of scripture is that the peace you receive in answer to prayer is greater than the blessing of manifestation. That's the suggestion of scripture. It is a peace that passes all understanding, which means once the word is opened up, that matter, God starts talking, once you start getting the thoughts of God, peace floods your heart. You are no longer disturbed about it. Faith is no longer a struggle. It is imparted into you as a gift, which means there's persuasion because God has given you his thoughts, which is the faith, which is the substance of what you're hoping for. So it's there, all right? No effort is required on your own part. The thoughts of God produce it or produces it. So it gets on the inside of you. So uh, you sit down with the word of God there. So it's not just, you know, we just want to be, you know, we just want to be... um, 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 you know, we just, you know, somebody asked me, the person said, the person said to me, we're doing workers' training on Saturday. The person said, so where's the booklet you write? I said, let me tell you. I will write the training after the workers' training, then give the booklet out. Okay? Because I will receive from God in the next 48 hours the blueprint for an initial training for workers. I'm on it. Now, when I get the thoughts, I won't just write what I think should be written. When I get the thoughts, then we'll... So, you sit down with the Word of God and it starts opening your eyes and then you write it down. There. And then it's okay, yeah, that's it. And then after that, you can now say that that's it. So, what happens is you open, you go to God in prayer. That's why he says, keep praying there. Keep praying. All right? In response to that, then God... All right, to the prayers that you're offering up, God now begins to, to minister from his word, that peace that passes all understanding, all right, to you. So he begins to communicate his thoughts. Now, that's what he says in Isaiah 55, which means rain begins to fall. I mean, it's just like he, starts, he, he told Elijah. Elijah said, I can hear the sound of the abundance of rain. He stayed there in the place of prayer, and then the, he, the, the rain began to fall. So rain starts falling on the inside of you. All right? Isaiah 55 tells us from verse, from verse 7. Let's, let's look at verse 7, Isaiah 55. Let the wicked forsake his way, the unrighteous man is taught. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him to our God, for we are abundantly pardoned. Then he says this. Uh, next verse. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. He says, as the rain cometh down from heaven and snow and returneth not thither, but waters the earth and makes it to bring forth and to board, so shall my word be. All right? Okay? And get it so. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of mouth. A word is an utter, utter thought. So he talked about that. Now, if you look at verse 5, let's look at verse 5. Before he said all these things, verse 5, all right? Or, or, or from, let's just read from verse 3. It talks about the fact that incline your ear, submit, all right? No, no put um, King James. I, I didn't ask for Amplified. Put the King James. Incline your ear and come unto me here, and your soul shall live. I'll make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure message of David. He says in verse 4, Behold, I've given him as a witness, all right, and command that to the people. In verse 1, put up verse 1. It says, 
Everyone that thirsted, come to the waters. Ye that hath no money, come and buy it. Buy wine and milk without money. He says, why do you labor? Verse 2. He says, why, for why do you spend money for that which is not bread? You labor for that which satisfies not. Hearken diligent unto me. Eat that which is good, and your soul shall delight itself in fatness. And then he goes on and says, incline your ear. Come unto me and hear. Your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Then he goes on and says, behold, I've given him as a witness and a leader and a commander to the people. Then he goes on and says, thou shalt call a nation. That's after you have heard. He says, you will speak, and nations that know thee not shall run unto thee because of the Holy One he has glorified thee. And then he goes on, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Now the effect of that is that his thoughts and his ways will be made known to you. Now, I'll bring this to a close by reading Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse, from verse 10. And just look at what it says here. So the thoughts are like rain coming down. Okay, now we said commit your works unto God in the place of prayer with thanksgiving. Stay there. After some time, the rain begins to fall. Flood tide of thoughts starts coming in. God starts describing, shows you what you do. He starts speaking to you. Now, 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 that's where you are now getting counsel, all right, from the Spirit of God. I mean, that's why he says, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be to thy soul when you have found it. He says, eat honey which is sweet, and the honeycomb, which is sweet to thy taste, so shall the knowledge. When the Holy Spirit is ministering to you from the word of God, there is nothing that satisfies the soul as the light that is coming out of scriptures. Okay? So it says this here. It says, for the land which thou goest, all right, in to possess it, okay, is not as the land of Egypt from whence you came out, where you sowed your seed, which is your works, your vision, and you watered it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. Now, the problem, well, I've said again, wasn't the vision, but the means of manifestation. Look at the next thing here. It says, but the land without thou go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys that drinketh of the water of the rain of heaven. So the difference is the rain, which means this is what I want to do my intelligence is coming from God. Look at the next verse. It says, a land which the Lord careth for, and the eyes of the Lord are always upon it, because you've taken your works to God, his eyes are upon that particular thing. From the beginning of the year to the end of the year. He's ministering to you. That's the difference between Egypt and the promised land. It's where the water was coming from which means the rain of heaven. That's what made it a land flowing with milk and honey. So you take a person into any situation and it will transform that thing, that desert, into a fruitful field because the rain starts falling on the inside of that person. That's what he's talking about. person prays and the rain starts falling on the inside. And then they begin to effect those things that they are supposed to do. Begin to effect those things they're supposed to do. The last scripture there is Isaiah chapter 30. All right, let's start with verse 7. Isaiah 30 and verse 7. It says, for the Egyptians shall help in vain and to no purpose. Therefore have cried concerning this. Their strength is to do what? Sit still. Which means get into the place of stillness. We'll talk about this on Sunday. Get into that place of stillness. All right? Into that place of stillness. Now put it right as a law, but go to verse 15 because of time. Then it says in verse 15 here, for thus hear the Lord in returning and rest. That rest comes as a result, or that rest is peace. In returning to him in prayer, and then coming to a place of peace, will you be saved. In quietness and in confidence. It says that's how you are going to get that job done. It says, but you will not. Therefore, it says, but he said, we will flee upon horses. Therefore shall you flee. We will ride upon the swift. Therefore they that pursue you shall be swift. And then he says, one shall pursue at the rebuke of one and rebuke of five to be left as a beacon on the top of a mountain as an ensign on a hill. Then he says, and therefore the Lord will wait, which means the Lord is waiting that he might pour grace upon you. He's looking at you and he's waiting. That when are you going to come in prayer to the throne of grace concerning that thing? All right? Don't, don't just do religious activity. You know, we're just doing church, church. And the things that are in your heart, you're not bringing it up to God in prayer. 
All right? I mean, no matter where you are in life, take it to God in prayer and say, God, this is my vision. This is where I am. And God starts, rain starts falling there. He says that he may be gracious unto you. Therefore, he is exalted. That word exalted. He is seated on the throne now simply to pour mercy into your life. But you are not coming for that. For the Lord is a God of judgment and blessed. The word blessed means they will come to a place of peace that wait for him. Then he says this. For the people shall dwell in Zion, thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious, which means that grace will be released at the voice of your cry, which means once you come in prayer, God comes with grace. When you shall hear it, he will answer thee. And though the Lord give thee the, the bread of water, water of affliction, your teachers, that's what he says now. So that means you pray about something. The next thing God does in answer is he starts teaching. Your teachers, so the word teacher is, in, is, in, is not in singular terms. So it's your, your teacher. That means your eyes will be open to see me, that's God here, as your teacher. He starts teaching you. And he goes on to talk about, though, he says, all right, eyes. And then he says, your ears will hear a word behind thee. So thoughts start coming to you. This is the way. And then he talks about the fact that your land will drink of the rain of heaven and you will eat of the bread of the increase of the earth and it will be fat and plenteous. So the order here, and this is what we're going to hear, is God is judge, so you come up with what is in your heart. And talk to God about it before Satan uses the desire that is inside you and corrupts it. You come up to him and tell him and lay it. You don't have to tell anybody. All right, except you have people together that you are in a cell and you are praying together in, a, in that kind of covenant relationship and you communicate it to God in prayer. All right, that's why Mordecai told Esther that it is not yet time to reveal your identity. When the time comes, it's not time to start shouting, My vision, my vision. When the time comes, wherever you are, once you start obeying the thoughts of God, there you will enter into God's plan and purpose for your life. So you bring it up to God in prayer. And then God begins to bring his thoughts to you as a person. And the thoughts there starts changing things in your life. Starts changing. It's, it's not your business to, to try to, to get somebody to act towards you in, certain, in a certain way. It's your business to act towards people in a certain way. God can minister to you while you are preaching. Don't say what you're about to say. Now, you disobey that you say it. You don't know somebody will watch your program. I'm just saying this. I, so this was the pastor. The sent something to me. He said, I've watched your programs. He said, particularly Wapbeck, I watched it. And I love the message of Mensa. So you don't know who is watching. So when the Holy Ghost said, don't give that example. Don't give it. Don't give it. You say no. It's because somebody is watching to make a decision. You give the example. They put up the thing. That chap, that's the end. You close doors. So when rain begins to fall, just obey everything the Holy Spirit. Are you following what I'm saying here? It is not your business to orchestrate it. It is your business to receive the thoughts and meditate on the thoughts and obey the thoughts. Leave the outside walking to God. He will begin. Once it gets, the rain has fallen in your heart in sufficient measure, things will begin to spring up from your heart. You start seeing things inside your life. And that's the way it works. So the point is, pray to God. Now don't look on the outside, look on the inside. Open the word of God. And God begins to minister. His thought. Peace begins to come in. It gets to a point where you are blessed. What does that mean? You are blessed as far as the rule is concerned. When God says a man is blessed, go and read the Bible. It doesn't, first of all, mean that you have things on the outside. It means you have peace. Now, that means the word peace, the Hebrew will tell you that the vehicle, the angel that brings prosperity is, is called shalom. And the word shalom in Hebrew means peace in its intrinsic form, prosperity in its outward form, which means when you look at it in its spiritual form, it's peace. When you look at it in its outward form, it's material prosperity. So, peace 
all right, as far as they're concerned, once peace floods a person's heart, prosperity will flood the person's life. That's why it says, you shall dwell in peaceable habitations. And then the next thing it talks about is, all right, then there'll be prosperity. When a person is disturbed on the outside, inside, then really he can't gather anything, all right, on the outside. So pray, and as you commit your works to God, and commit that thing to God this year, open the word of God and let God speak to you from his word. And daily receive a flood tide of peace there. And then the thoughts there is the raw material that is going to be used. So you know what happens? As the thoughts of God are ministered to you, if you've been saved, let's just say, if I've been saved in 2020, I got to 500 measures. In 2020, I got 500 measures. Every thought of God that enters into your heart concerning that thing you prayed about makes it easier for your heart to accept every day. So you said 500 measures today, your heart found it difficult to accept. You received ministry from the word of God. By tomorrow, you say 500 measures. You just find out that your heart is taking it in. By one week, your heart is receiving it more. In fact, when you say it, you are surprised that there is no resistance in your heart again. That means the heart has accepted the reality of that thing, which means that seed is being planted on the inside. It comes to a point where your heart is fully persuaded, and then the next thing you have there is a manifestation on the outside. All right? So go to God in prayer. Don't look on the outside. Don't try to manipulate anything on the outside. Get the thoughts of God. Stay with the thoughts of God. All right, meditate on the thoughts of God and your profiting will begin to appear unto all. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word and by the power of your spirit, I ask that you establish us in this truth, cause it to grow, develop within our consciousness. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818 600 0082. God bless you.